Hey, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Good morning and welcome to Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with yours truly, Dr. Carol Penn. Let's get going with our countdown this morning and let's see who's up bright and early and ready to join us on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning in June. Good morning and welcome and welcome. I am so excited that you are joining us for this week's episode of Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with Dr. Carolyn. Who am I? I am your triply board certified family medicine doc, obesity medicine specialist, and osteopathic manipulative medicine specialist. Yes, yes, yes. The hands, the magic is in the hands. I'm also a three-time best-selling author, so proud of my book baby in my journal, Meditation in a Time of Madness, and I am a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sister, a cousin, a family member, a community member, a citizen of the globe, and all those fabulous things and roles that we all play together. And I am so excited today because I have two superstar friends that are waiting backstage to meet you. One is a first time guest. Another is from the world of the Medical Moguls Academy. They're both sister colleagues of mine. And I'm really excited about this. They're meeting each other for the first time. And I love bringing fabulous minds together, fabulous people together. So this show is just just making my heart happy and sing already. I had so much fun preparing this for y'all. Let's see who has tuned in. So go ahead and drop it into the chat, a hello and where you're from. And then we will get started. I'm going to bring our first guest on stage. So go ahead. Let me know that you're here, where you're from. And let me give you a shout out right now. Good morning and welcome Linda Parker Edwards. Hashtag old school Red Bank in the house. Welcome. Hashtag Meditation Nation. Good morning, Christine Myers. Hashtag Pen Global Visions in the house. You all, some of you have been hearing from Christine. She's my personal assistant. Ah, I just love her. She is beyond fabulous. Good morning and welcome, Christina. I'm doing just fine, particularly because you're here this morning. I love you. I miss you. And I'm so glad that we get to connect and see each other this way. Good morning, Victoria. Yes. Looking forward to another great show. Y- y- y'all, you know, this one, this one has stepped into the entrepreneurial role. I'm so excited. Her new business is launching on Juneteenth next weekend. And this is one of our nation's top, top, top occupational therapists. Yes. Good morning. Good morning, Angela. And welcome. Hashtag Meditation Nation. Good morning, Patrick. Hashtag Meditation Nation. Yeah, in Kentucky, having a little vacay time. Yes, this is one of our outstanding, outstanding participants from the Center for Mind Body Medicine going on for certification. Good morning, good morning, Cynthia Clarksville, Maryland in the house, Tom's Rivers in the house. Good morning, Patricia, and welcome. I've missed all of you too. Yes, we have Columbia, Maryland in the house. Good morning, Michelle, New York City. Oh, talk to Mandy, you've got one of her best friends up here. Good morning, DM, my wonderful husband and producer of the show. So much gratitude. Good morning, Essence, Baltimore, connected to CMBM. Good morning, Diana from Laurel. Good morning, Kenny Brazil, Hamilton. So Kenny is the composer for our show that we 
do during the week, right? Meditation in a time of madness. Good morning, Martha. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Hashtag meditation nation. Hashtag meditation nation. So as always, we invite you to drop your questions in the chat. You know, we like to keep this rolling. We like to keep this moving. We want to make it interactive. So now I am going to bring my first guest on. And I usually like to bring my guests on as I share their accolades because I kind of like to watch them blush a little bit as they as they hear about how wonderful they are. And really, this is an acknowledgement because one thing that I feel is missing in life is acknowledgement. So many of us, whether it's in our personal life or in our professional life, feel unacknowledged, right? There's just not, not enough, you know, you're marvelous. You're doing a fantastic job where, you know, it's missing. It's a big missing. It's a big missing. So without further ado, you all are about to meet Dr. Lindaway Greenwood. Now we met, oh my goodness, over 12 years ago now, as we were both drawn to the work of the Center for mind body medicine. At the time I was had graduated medical school and had done three quarters of a year of my internship year and in residency and graduate medical education. And I had resigned because I was wondering, am I gonna go into this field? Because these people seem a little cray-cray to me. You know, it didn't seem like, you know, the, the collegiality that I value so much and, and what I was looking for. I was wondering if it was available. You know, I had experienced uh, some of the, the training as, as abusive. And of course, there are deep, deep, deep issues with um, the medical system as we know it. But that's another part of the story. But we bonded over our love of medicine and the dream of what we thought medicine could be. So let me bring her on camera. There she is. There she is. My sister, my colleague and friends. She's my, she's my senior in medicine. She's, she'll tell all about how long she's been practicing. And I, I just, I, I love her, love her, love her, love her to pieces. We're, we're having quite a, a life journey. So Dr. Lindaway Greenwood is a board-certified family medicine physician. She is the CEO and chief innovator of Total Renaissance Wellness, a health and wellness consulting firm where she uses her clinical expertise and insight outside the exam room to inspire, educate, and transform. Dr. Greenwood uses her 20 years of clinical experience to focus on personal and corporate wellness using mind-body medicine techniques as well as medical and food allergy awareness and advocacy. Total Renaissance Wellness aims to work with corporations, teachers, staff, students, and individuals. The goal of TRW is to teach self-care and resilient skills to help these groups communicate better, live their best lives, and thrive. Mm, mm, mm. Dr. Greenwood is involved in public and motivational speaking, as well as presenting on panels and conferences. She is certified in mind-body medicine, as well as experienced in advanced coursework in foodist medicine from the Center for Mind-Body Medicine. She is a member of the CMBM faculty and serves as associate clinical director. She leads online mind-body medicine skill groups and has been involved in training initiatives and national programs for the center. Dr. Greenwood previously owned and operated a primary care practice in Columbia, Maryland. She has worked in a variety of clinical settings, including Johns Hopkins Community Physicians and Mercy Medical Center, where she taught medical students and residents. So welcome, 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 welcome. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And good morning. It is such an honor and a privilege to be with you, Dr. Carol. And to all of your guests out there, good morning. Good morning. Thank you. I see some familiar names. So wonderful to see. And just excited to have this time with you. 
Oh, it is it is fabulous. So I want our our audience to to really know all about what you do. So I'm just wondering if you first of all tell us a little bit how did you come into medicine? Why medicine? You could have been anything you wanted to be. So what's your story? So what's my story? Well, my story started when I was eight years old. I was that kid who at eight decided I wanted to be a doctor. And at the time, I really thought I wanted to be um, a children's doctor. And I was the person who babysat for everybody in the neighborhood. And I started doing that at like nine years old with my girlfriend, which looking back now as a mother of three, I'm like, who was letting me babysit their kids? But anyway, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, and so just really had a love of medicine, thought it was really neat to understand how the body worked and to be able to help people. And I know that's kind of cliche. Everybody says that, but I was just fascinated by it. And then I got into a program called Special Science. And then the rest was history. Just over time, just did a lot of different things to help nurture my love of medicine and um, won a science fair, a state science fair, went to the international science fair. And it just was, I just kept solidifying it and solidifying it. And so it's something that I always wanted to do. Um, once I was in medicine, um, medical school at the University of Maryland, um, I had probably some of the best advice I've been given in my entire career. And the doctor said, choose your specialty based upon your personality, not based upon your aptitude so much. Um, because I, I, I had an aptitude for surgery and I was, you know, very detail oriented and, you know, like to tinker with things. But I was the person, for those of you all who don't know, in the last part of medical school, you are doing rotations. And so you get to go through all the different specialties. And I was the person who was like, I wonder what happened to that baby we delivered last week. And oh, I wonder how Mr. Jones is doing out of that surgery. So I was always wanting to know, you know, the post, uh, you know, script of what whatever I had done in the rotation. And so that's when that advice really clicked in. I was like, I'm a family practice doc. You know, I need continuity. I need to be able to um, talk to people again. And I want to be consistent in their lives. And so that's kind of how I, I came to do that. I really enjoyed people. I enjoyed being um, a constant in someone's life and being able to be there when people were, you know, expanding their families as well as when some of the older members of the families were coming to a, more of an ending part of their life process. You know, we say, and you know this, Dr. Carol, we say um, family medicine does from birth to the grave. And so um, that was really just fit with my personality. And um, yeah, that's ever since, you know, it's been a journey. Medicine is a journey. Um, it's a journey. But um, I've had some really amazing um, times, learned a lot about life, a lot, a lot about people, a lot about myself. Um, in medicine. And one of the, the last thing I'll say is that I don't think most people think of it, but as a doctor, um, especially one that um, has their own practice, like I did, like I became a business owner where I opened a practice from scratch, like picked every stitch of material in the chairs and, <laughs> you know, every little thing became a building foreman, all kinds of things. And so, you know, I've become, it, it's afforded me the opportunity to become business owner and operator, as well as I've interviewed thousands of people. That's what you do when you're a doctor. You're interviewing them and you're learning about them and you learn a lot about people's personalities, um, all kinds of things. So I'll, I'll end there. All right. So thank you for sharing your story with us. And I think it's important for our listeners to be aware of that. If they have young people in their lives that are beginning to think about careers and even within, like you say, the broader scope of, of medicine, you know, what's your personality and what's the best fit for you? So 
you recently became the associate clinical director of the Center for Mind Body Medicine. So congratulations. And I know a lot of people don't know about the Center for Mind Body Medicine. So could you tell us a little bit about what the center does and you know, you know, maybe where and how people could find out more because you know and I know and we believe wholeheartedly in what the center does and the possibilities for humanity mm. that the center holds. So Dr. Lindaway, tell us about the Center for Mind Body Medicine and your work with the center. So the Center for Mind Body Medicine is a nonprofit in Washington, D.C. Um, it is founded and run by Dr. James Gordon, who is a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, who really had a vision, I would say, to some extent, before his time. He really, what he, while he had a real um, respect and a command of traditional medicine, and I'll just say what I always say. When I say traditional, I mean Western, but you know, if you really know um medicine traditional goes back to our indigenous people and way before Western medicine. But for this context, um, really had a vision uh, um, from a traditional medicine um, standpoint of self-care. And, you know, one COVID has devastated and done so many terrible things, but one of the positive things it's done is it's really put self-care on the map um, of you know, people are like, hey, we've got to really um, learn how to be within ourselves and to heal ourselves and to understand ourselves. And so at the center, we really, we have a model. Um, and the at the center of the model literally is self-care. And then all the little pieces go around it. And there are different techniques such as biofeedback or imagery or drawing or dialoguing with the symptom. And so um, at the center, we have trainings, we we teach people these different techniques through this model. And we also take the model and um, I think for lack of a better word, we package it in all sorts of ways. So sometimes if it's not a training, it can be a workshop, it can be a lunch and learn. But we are really teaching people self-care and resilience through these different techniques. Because as many of you all might know and have experienced, is that um, we've kind of become this like pill nation. You know, can you give me the pill to end being irritated with my boss? Can you give me the pill <laughs> to, you know, not be anxious anymore? Can you give me the pill to, you know, numb out? Um, and it's not that anything is wrong with um, pharmaceuticals because sometimes they're necessary. I've prescribed them many times for patients, but there are also some things we have innate within us that can help us to heal and to help us to understand and to help us, you know, to understand what are, as we say in the work, our triggers. What are the things that trigger us? What are the things that make us happy? What gives us joy? What makes us, who are those, you know, when, when Sally comes around, my eye always twitches. Well, why is that? You know, like maybe you need to figure out what's going on or who does Sally remind you of that maybe you need to be in touch with. And so um, the center has does a lot of philanthropic work, a lot of healing work. We're almost like um, in the mind-body business, we're like the firefighters. You know, they say the firefighters are running in while everyone is running out. We do the same thing with our model. It's a trauma-informed model. And um, we have programs in um, out in the West with people who are dealing with the wire, wildfires. We have programs down in Florida after, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas after the shootings down there. We've done programs in Sandy Hook with all the children um, who were murdered there. We have programs in Haiti, um, Kosovo, we have had people who are warring. We just had a global training where we had people from all over the world, another blessing of COVID. Like you had Israelis and Palestinians in a room that would never be together and mm-hmm. mixed in with some South Sudan and some Greece and some you know, um, 
Minnesota, all wrapped up, Ireland, all wrapped up in one, talking about how we can come together. It really gives us a, a mode and a model to be able to be in communication um, in community with each other. And Carol, Dr. Carol and I work together in this model and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful model. And the last thing I'll say is that um, this model can be used with soccer moms like myself. Um, it can be used with teachers. It can be used with your anxious college students. It's Trauma is universal and trauma comes to everyone. Um, I'm going to say that again. Trauma is universal and trauma comes to everyone. Yeah, somebody We're, drop that in the chat. Yeah, because, <laughs> because people all the time, sometimes they see my groups and they're like, oh, I, you know, I don't need that. Everyone needs it. Everyone needs to understand self-care. Everybody has trauma. Everybody has things they need to work on. And as we call it in the work, we all have growing edges. And this work um, really helps with that. And so when I had opened my practice, I really wanted a toolkit that I could use with my patients that was beyond a pill and a prescription pad. Beautiful, beautiful. And I always like to remind people that there's a difference between self-care and self-maintenance. People say, oh, well, I, you know, I do self-care. I get my nails done every day. That's not self-care. That's self-maintenance. Getting your hair done, getting your nails done, you know, even like, you know, going to get a get a massage, which can kind of, you know, bridge it a little bit. But talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the foundational techniques that really differentiate what self-care is. So as I mentioned earlier, um, let's take, I'm going to take um, drawing. Um, that is one that we actually begin our groups with and end our, our groups. And groups are um, usually done in an 8, 10, or 12-week sequence. And they're done um, within a small group setting. Um, and that small group setting is 10 or less people. And drawings is really a gateway to the unconscious. It's something we do all the time as children. There's so many things we do as children that are preparation for us as adults. And what's exciting about the work is we almost get to get back in touch with our inner child when we do this work. And so we teach people how to draw again. And we teach people how to sit and breathe and to really access what is coming up for us in a situation or in a circumstance. And we draw. And those drawings then are interpreted by us and they give us messages. So that's a prime example. Probably should have started with our foundation. We do soft belly breathing. Soft belly breathing is something that is, once you do this work, it's your go-to. If you forget everything else, <laughs> you will remember soft belly breathing because breath is really the key to life. It's in every, you know, I, I have a slide in one of my presentations. It's the single thing that is universal to every single person on the planet. There is no one walking around not breathing. No one. <laughs> doesn't matter if you're black, white, female, male, young, old, in America, in, you know, uh, Jamaica, wherever you're breathing. And so we really teach people to get in touch with their breathing. And um, we call it soft belly breathing because we like to remind people to keep, you get that really good, full breath in when your belly is nice and soft. And you take the time to really just stop and pause. There's so many things that um, I think could be headed off if people just took a minute to pause and just be present in the moment. You know, my grandmother used to say, if, you, if people would be better if they just took a nap. Yes, if they just if they <laughs> pause and if you just took a nap, a whole lot of things, foolishness that's going on would not be going on. So that's another thing that we teach um, people because believe it or not, when you're an infant, when you're babies, you breathe properly. But over time, we learn, we almost become unregulated in how we need to breathe and how we need to be present with ourselves. And just a, a one more that I'll do, we do imagery. And mm -hmm. some of these things, while they sound, you know, exotic, you're doing them already. 
Uh, I always use the example, you know, Michael Jordan, before he goes out on that court, he imagines, he has an image of what he wants to do. He sees himself putting that ball in the hoop. Um, Beyonce, she has an image, you know, she's Beyonce by day, but she's Sasha Fierce on the stage. That's a form of imagery. You know, um, real talk, people are using this every day, um, Olympic athletes. So these are, these are not, you know, super exotic, um, you know, woo-woo type of things. They're things that are accessible and usable every day. We just help you to really understand them and to channel them into a way that can be really um, transformative in your life. Thank you so much. And now if people want to find out more about the work of the center, where can they go? And somebody drop this in the chat for us. Where can they go? So the Center for Mind Body Medicine, that's C is in cat, M is in Mary, B is in boy, M is in Mary, cmbm.org has a wealth of knowledge at that website. You can go on there and find people in your area that um, practice mind-body medicine. Um, the one thing I gotta give a little toot for our faculty, we have some of the most talented, amazing faculty, you know, in literally in the world. I mean, CMBM is a piece of what many of us do, but you've got um, people who have been in the work for many, many years, they're happy to work with you. Um, they do seminars, they do retreats. I know Dr. Carol and I do those as well. Um, you've got people who are physicians, and then you've got people who are also uh, previous Alvin Ailey dancers. I don't know if you all know anybody like that, Dr. Carol. So, I mean, you've got art therapists, you've got, so, you've got all kinds of people come to the work and become certified and become trained. And so you can find them there. Um, there's some wonderful videos on there that will help you to um, breathe and go through the different techniques. Um, there's just a wealth of information there. I will say to you, um, the center's in the middle of a, um, they're going to be updating the website um, to make it even more user-friendly and to make it so that you're able to find things easier. But right now, I mean, cmbm.org, that's a great place to go on there and find that information. Very exciting. And before we get to total renaissance wellness, I'm going to check. I think we've got a couple of, of comments. And you know what I always say. I My guests are very generous. They give us ways to contact them. So now there's a way that you can reach out and touch this brilliant woman before you take advantage of it. Screenshot it. Write it down. Go and check out her website. So let's see what's going on over here in the chat. So uh, we've got a couple of people join us. And there it is, cmbm.org. Yes, Dr. Kadisha, my business bestie is in the house. Dr. Charlotte Acor, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in, you all. So yes, 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 yes. So there we go in the chat, in the chat. Now I'm going to go back right there. I want you all to go on over to inspirehealthwellness.com. And now talk to us a little bit about Total Renaissance Wellness. Why Total Renaissance Wellness? And what are you up to? This is so amazing. You're a doctorpreneur, so an entrepreneur who's a doctor with her own business and company. Always impressive. <laughs> well, Total Renaissance Wellness is a health and wellness consulting business that was really born out of back in 2016, I had um, basically decided to retire clinically. Um, I had been doing medicine for a long time. Medicine was changing a great deal. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> <laughs> and um, really wanted something that, like you said in my introduction, I wanted to take the things that I was doing in the exam room and bring them outside of the exam room. Um, and I wanted to get people in the stage where almost basically before they became sick, I think there's a lot of prevention that could be and should be going on that is not going on. And I was realizing more and more people were coming to me um, anxious and just stressed out and burnt out. I was personally burnt out 
quite honestly, um, Total Renaissance Wellness was really born out of being burnt out. Um, and so I wanted to have a place where I could really take the time. Um, that's one of the biggest issues in medicine is you just, you get, you have seven minutes to fix people and it's not <laughs> enough time. It's not enough time. And so I really wanted to be able to take time with people, understand what was going on with them. What were the things that were informing their um, illnesses and informing their decisions? And so I created Total Renaissance Wellness and my, my previous practice was Renaissance Primary Care and Wellness. So that, just a short on that, that really encapsulates me as a person. I do a little bit of everything. And so Renaissance is always a part of any venture that I have because that's just kind of encapsulates who I am. But in a nutshell, it is a health and wellness consulting business where we um, work one-on-one. -on -one. We work um, in, a, in community. We work in collaboration. And I work with individuals, I do corporate wellness, work with schools, really to bring their vision of wellness to life. So that could be a lunch and learn, that could be workshops, people ask me to speak, um, it's interviews sometimes, it's advocacy, that's another piece, which again is another show. Um, I've had my own personal health challenges that have really taught me and synthesized, uh, what do I wanna say, have really, uh, made me sympathetic and empathetic to what it's like to not just be a doctor, but what it's like to be a patient. And so those experiences also helped inform um, what I do in my practice, because sometimes people are going through these things and they don't feel like they have anyone who can really understand or go through it with them. So all of those things rolled up kind of make up total Renaissance wellness. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, because I, sometimes people really want the advocacy piece. Sometimes people really want the mind body medicine group. Sometimes people really want the health awareness, um, aspect of it. So kind of, I sit down with people, I do, um, 15 minute consultations to find out what it is that you actually need and want. And then we customize that's, I think that's a real hallmark of total Renaissance wellness is the customization. We can, um, make a program forever for whatever you and or your employees or your colleagues need. Sometimes it's consultation um, that we do. I, there, I saw somebody who's, who's on the call and she asked me for, for a consultation for some people she works with. And that's, that's a lot of fun too, because you don't, when you're doing something every day, it's kind of second nature to you, but for other people, they sometimes need to ask your your advice and your expertise and your opinion, and I enjoy doing that. So that's a little bit about uh, what Total Renaissance Wellness does. All right. Well, thank you. We have one more question before we bring on our second guest who's waiting backstage. But we also have some medical moguls that are out there in our audience. Doesn't Dr. Linway sound like a medical mogul when she talks about having, her, you know, she was burnt out and she developed her business, you know, to be outside of the clinic, you know, so she monetized her medical degree and has learned how to bring forward her vision into the world and walk in her purpose outside of traditional medicine. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, how many of you are noticing that? I think, you know, hashtag medical mogul in the making right here. So from one of our viewers, I'm having major knee surgery in the morning. What self-care tips would you give to someone to do the day before surgery? And this, this is a great question. Now, remember, y'all, we are not diagnosing or treating or establishing a doctor-patient relationship. We are informing and giving health and wellness education. So for your very specific needs and issues, you are will of course refer to your healthcare professionals that you have a relationship with. So having put that out there, we're gonna let Dr. Lindaway go ahead and answer this question. Yes, yes. Well, first of all, um, good luck with your surgery. Um, I've had surgeries before, so I know there's sometimes can be a lot of nerves, sometimes can be some um, 
worry or just trying to figure out where to go from there. And, you know, this is a prime example of where um, the model can become very, very um, helpful. First of all, really taking that time to pause and breathe. So this would be definitely doing some meditation today, doing some meditation tomorrow morning, um, centering yourself, understanding exactly, you know, what what are your thoughts? What are you, what is coming up for you? Um, we have something in the work called a body scan. It's where um, if you go to that website, I believe there's a video on there for a body scan. So that might be really beneficial to you where you literally take a trip through your own body and the part of the body that is bothering you will, will speak to you. You know, to, it, it, it really kind of informs what's going on. Um, and that reminds me too, as well as this is a good place for imagery, um, sitting down and imagining what you want to happen tomorrow. Um, you know, every there's all these fancy words for all these things. You know, people are talking about self-actualizing and, you know, um, manifesting it's all part of the same recipe book. Um, you know, see your your white blood cells repairing your, you know, you, any, any, and, and warding off any signs or symptoms of infection. See your, your tendons and your sinews coming together and, and healing themselves. Um, have a, an image of how you want to heal. All of those kind of things can kind of come together and help you. And that breathing, so many of us um, have experienced the power of just that stop and breathe and coming together to really just help your nerves and help you through um, what you're going to be going through. Definitely. Um, and, you know, you can even draw, you know, sit for five minutes to yourself, do some soft belly breathing, and then just freehand, let, let it come to you, what are the things that are coming up for you? There could be some answers there, you never know. That's just a little tiny two minute encapsulation, but there are many things, you know, this is a good time for meditation. Um, I will just say, I one of the, the apps that um, I recommend to people um, is the Insight Timer. Um, also, Relax Melodies, those are great ways to um, meditate. They have music. They can help you with your sleep. Sometimes before, you know, a surgery like that, you don't sleep so well. And that's really important too. You want to be strong in body and mind um, to get yourself ready for the healing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And now just a reminder to our viewers, sharing is caring. So if you've heard some information here today that inspires you or encourages you, please share it with your network and share it widely. Now, I'm going to bring our second guest onto the screen so she can be acknowledged and she can hear, see, and receive that. It is one of my sister moguls, Dr. Randy Nelson. There she is with her beauty, beauty itself. So as one of the nation's most acclaimed pediatricians and financial wellness expert, Dr. Randy B. Nelson, also known as Dr. Randy BND, is also a nationally recognized author, speaker, and consultant. In addition, she is a sought-after media expert regarding children and young adult health issues and financial wellness expert due to her extensive 14-year career as a vice president in investment banking. Can anybody say hashtag financial freedom? <laughs> Dr. Randy meets with professionals one-on-one -on -one and in groups traveling the country to instruct and provide financial wellness care to those in need. She is known to be authentic, compassionate, and intelligent, who is equipped with knowledge to get professionals on the path to financial wellness. She is also the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Ladynomics, A Woman's Prescription to Wealth and Financial Wellbeing. And she's got some exciting news to share with us because, drum roll please, we have another book coming out. Yes. So hold that up. Hold that up. Yes. So welcome, Dr. Randy. We want to hear all about your book. I'm saying that my, my theme for the month of June is finances and freedom. And part of freedom, part of our overall total health and wellness 
is in finances. It's hard mm-hmm. to, you know, be balanced totally if you always feel that you're devastated um, economically. And, you know, even Dr. Lindaway touched on that when she talked about, yes, and when you're an entrepreneur, you're picking out every stitch and looking at everything and learning to balance those books, all these things that we don't necessarily learn a thing about business as we're being prepared to become doctors. But when you have a medical practice, that is a business. Welcome, Dr. Randy. I am so happy to be back, Dr. Carol. Very exciting. You know, I love, you know, being part of anything that you are. Yes, yes. Get right in. Tell us about this new book and what inspired this book. All right. So this is a woman's guide, a woman's practical guide to become a financially um, healthy lady. Nomics volume two. I don't know if you can see it on my screen. So the reason why I wrote this second book, because after my first book, which is uh, a number one bestseller, uh, uh, a number one Amazon bestseller, some of the feedback was like, oh, I want more information. I want more detail. Um, Because the first book really kind of just established like a foundation. Um, Very easy to read because finances can be very intimidating. I know that a lot of folks just shy away from it. You know, they get their money in their account, the bills come out, and that's it. There's no real planning. There's no real strategizing. You know, you have all these goals and all these things that you want to do, but um, you just you, you you just don't know how to do it. Especially women. Um, women seem to be very intimidated by finance, and it can be. You know, it can be a, a little bit intimidating. Um, I'm, you know, I'm lucky because I, um, you know, I became an accountant. I wanted to be a doctor when I was young, when I was like 17, but I didn't think I could do it. There weren't too many um, doctors in my family. I'm a first generation college student. Uh, the only we had one doctor in our little community, and um, I didn't think I could do it. So I went into to when I went to college, I majored in accounting. I passed all four, four, four parts of the CPA exam. And then when I graduated, within a month, I was working for Morgan Stanley um, Investment Bank, the top one of the top investment banks in the world. So that's where my financial kind of background, you know, being an accountant, learning about, you know, the different products and, um, you know, that kind of stuff. But it can be intimidating. So the reason why I wrote this first book is to really provide the the, the basics, the absolute, what is a fixed income? What is an index fund? Um, what is a 401k? You know, I've heard, I've had a, a 50 plus year woman tell me she doesn't put any money in her 403 because, you know, we working for a nonprofit at the time. She doesn't put any money in. She doesn't know how to allocate her money. Sometimes you'll go to a financial advisor and, you know, they'll, you know, try and help you. But, you know, it's like, you don't understand what he's saying. It's like he's speaking a foreign language. So you just kind of like sit here and say, okay. <laughs> you know, and that, and you know, and I laugh about it now, but I know a woman who, um, you know, God rest her soul, she recently passed away. But I remember years ago, she had, you know, she had one person who, um, who managed all her finances and that person took all her money, like this one, she, she invested all her money with this one financial advisor and the, the financial advisor embezzled all her money. So she was left with nothing. So, um, you know, I just think education is key for everything. And, um, you know, opening up your your knowledge base is so important, especially with finances. I see it all the time. I'm, I'm a pediatrician. I work with the underserved communities of the South Bronx, um, Brooklyn, Staten Island. And I work with a lot of homeless shelter patients. And I have seen, I've met women, I've met families, you know, families who were doing well, you know, maybe not millionaires or whatever, but they were doing well. They, you know, they had their jobs, they had their homes. Um, kids were doing fine. And then one thing happened, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a death, whether it's unemployment, um, and their life went from living, you know, maybe like a middle class, low middle class life to where they're now living in a shelter. I, I, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. And even my personal, you know, family stories, the same thing. We were work, you know, 
I was born in Brooklyn, New York. My family moved to Long Island when I was five. We had a home. I mean, we were doing well financially. My parents weren't college graduates, but they were hardworking, you know, like that first, like that immigrant family working hard, saving. And then my father became ill, like sick. Um, and then everything fell onto my mother. And we really like had to, we really had to pick ourselves up because of some of the financial things that we went through. But because my mother was so strict with her finances, we recovered. And now, now my I'm doing well. My mother retired early, debt-free, living her life stress-free. You talk about self-care. Retirement early was the biggest self-care that she could do for herself. My brother's doing well. I'm doing well. So, um, you know, that's really the impetus for all this. But this book really, um, really, like I said, is a practical guide. So there's cases in here where I talk about, um, you know, what to do. Like if you want to save for college, what is the information that you need? If you are, um, you know, you're not reaching your savings goals, what, you know, what it is that you need to do? What are the products out there? Um, oh, oh. Oh, nice. I just see the um the comment. Thank you, Miss Victoria. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. So you make it sales right here, right now. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, if you're buying a home, what what is it that you need to do? What do you ask the seller? What do you ask the agent? What do you um what is what it's important? Credits. What does scoring mean? A lot of people don't know that that is huge. That's like your report card. On, on based on what you you know what you um you know what it is that you want to do. So we talk about goals, visualization, imagery. I love that, Dr. Green, because you know, for both books, I start out talking about mindset. And that you know, that this is Dr. Carroll's thing, right? When it comes to finances, you have to have the right mindset. If you go in thinking, you know, there's a lot of things that's been told to us beliefs since we were children, you know, you'll hear things like, oh, money's evil, the love of money, you know, money's root of all evil, this, that, all kind of stuff. Um, that's going to affect how you spend money, how you save, what you think about money, what you think about wealth. Um, some people have a very poverty mindset that is not going to help you. And we know that in the past year with this pandemic, you, we, you know, earlier before we talked about, you know, the signals that God sends, you know, first it was the, a government shutdown where there were people who um, from one day to another, they had to make a decision on whether they can put money to in, put money towards grocery or gas so that they can go to their car. Now we had this pandemic where literally one day, one day you were working and literally the next day you were not. I mean, there was, you know, the stimulus package and that helped individuals and helped folks. But um, we just have to be ready, especially in the minority, you know, black communities, um, communities of color. We don't talk about money a lot. Um, I mean, and there's other things that play into that. But, you know, my goal is to really um, educate and um, give folks the tools, especially women, to um, take their finances to the next level. So that's where this book is coming from. And um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was a mouthful, right? <laughs> yeah, so listen, Doc, Dr. Randy, we have a question. Uh -huh. I actually have two questions, but you know, I'm going to save, maybe have you save the answers. One, uh -huh. I would want to know, how do you protect yourself from embezzlement? So you think you're doing the right thing by going with a financial advisor. So how do you protect yourself from embezzlement is my question. And then we have a question from one mm -hmm. of our viewers. And also I'm going to give you an assignment. So you talked about, you know, the, the, the fact that, you know, you went from one day working to not working one. I know a piece of advice that's often giving is have three to six months rainy day money. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a conference in October and I want you to prepare your talk for the conference. Okay. Yes. That talks about a strategy for how yes. to do this. Cause a lot of people know it, but we don't know how to. Yes. How, yes. When you live in paycheck to paycheck, how do you squirrel away three yes. to six months and yes. store that away? So when the next 
emergency situation coming and you can best believe next is coming. How are you prepared the next time so you don't go from having a roof over your head to being in a homeless shelter? All right. So now we have a question question from Essence. Dr. Randy, how do you instill financial wellness with young children? Do you discuss this in the book? Wow, that's great. And I don't really particularly discuss, um, like I don't have a chapter for children. I think I'm going to do like a book for children particularly. And it's great because I am a pediatrician. So they're my, you know, that those are my people, I say. But um, you start you start them young. You start um, talking about it, okay? When I was growing up, like like I said, my, pam, my, my mother wasn't very sophisticated when it came to finances, but I knew where the money was going, I knew, and she'll show me, she said, Randy, this is my, this is what I bring in each month. This is what, this is what's paid, you know, electricity, rent, my mother, you know, she tied each month, she tied, that's, you know, that was one of her things. So I knew that money didn't grow on trees. I didn't, I knew that, like, um, the importance of responsibility, um, the importance of handling your, your, your responsibilities before you went out and, and, you know, bought a, a, a pair of shoes or clothing. Like I knew it was important to pay your rent and to make sure you have money um, set aside for groceries. Also savings, even though, like I said, my mom didn't, she didn't make a lot of money, but there was, she allocated um, money towards her 401k. I saw all that. And it's funny, that money, when, when it was time to buy a house, when the opportunity came, um, that money she set aside in her 401k, she brought against, and that's how we have the house that she still lives in to this day, that's like quadrupled in value. So you start young, you get them involved, you teach them the value of money about, okay, so you want to start giving your child an allowance? I don't know, maybe whatever you decide, $10 a month, a week or something. I don't know what the going rate is, but, <laughs> you know, maybe you, you give them a, a allowance based on um, what they do around the house chores. I know that's what a lot of, you know, like my physician parents do. Um, they'll like give them, you know, they'll give them an allowance. Um, tell them the importance of savings. Okay. You have $10, you have $10, half of that, goes towards um, your needs. At 10 year old, your needs might be saving up for some event, prom. It might be um, saving up for college that might that's coming up. Maybe not at 10, maybe at 15, 16, whatever. Um, so your needs, the other 20% is savings, period, savings. Because one thing I stress, and I and I, when I talked, I had a, a webinar not too long ago geared towards like college graduates. The earlier a child or earlier a person saves, the better, mm-hmm. okay? Because of compounded interest. Time and time is everything. So the earlier you do it, the better. So that is something you want to instill in your child very early. I don't care how much money they set aside, whether it's a dollar a week, $5 a week, $10 a week. You put that money aside, you put it into an interest bearing account. It could be like a money market account, a, you know, probably money market because that's giving you a little bit more than just like a regular savings. You start young. If there's any takeaway that I suggest when you have children, start saving, start teaching them the importance of savings. Because when they're 40 and 50, they may even be able to retire if they if this is something that they institute early and they won't have problems with emergency funds because <laughs> they'll have it. Well, I always like to think I, too. A lot of us learned these lessons too late. That's yes. the problem. Yes. And that, you know, early retirement doesn't necessarily mean you stop working. It allows you to be more yes. productive and have the fight, the security of the financial freedom to walk in your purpose yes. and what you want to do yes. in the world. Yes. So um, Yvette, Miss um, Michelle is saying, Dr. Randy, always as pearls of financial wisdom, my daughter recently took her course that teaches young adults about financial yes. wellness. We are, thank you yes. for that answer. 
and that was never too late. And then a question. So yes, essence, money, mindset, meditation, does it exist? Yes, I'm on the faculty for the Medical Moguls Academy. Mm -hmm. I've got two courses where I teach this money mindset. So go ahead, get a discovery call with yours truly. And I'd be happy to talk to you more about that. So perhaps my beloved could uh, drop that in the chat. I actually think I have a banner. So if you want to have money mindset meditation, go ahead, grab a discovery call with me. And I'd be happy to share that with you. So now, ladies, I want you all to have the, the, the last word. And then I'll come back and extend the invitation for what's coming up with me. We have a fabulous Father's Day show next Sunday. The Father's Day panel is off the chart. So I'm going to share a quote with you. I recently completed the Lifestyle Medicine Annual Conference and I came across this quote that I thought, and it pertains to us as practicing health and wellness professionals. Um, Dr. Randy and I are still very active clinically. So it says, imagine. So Dr. Linduay, again, thank you for bringing in imagination and visualization. Imagine and mastering the body. I lost connection with my own body. Imagine a healthcare workforce of trees instead. Imagine this. These trees are rooted, nourished, watered, and wise. We are rooted, nourished, watered, and wise. Self-care, isn't it? Arriving at the bedside in all our natural splendor, bending to share our fruit, sitting in each other's shade, patient and doctor. We would be so strong and so alive and near impossible to topple. So if you were going to give in one sentence your takeaway, which you want people to wake up with on Monday morning in terms of being stepping into a, a greater sense of their own strength and becoming impossible to topple, Dr. Lindaway, what would it be? Well, I would say, number one, self-care is not self selfish. And I would say that um, you really have to be in touch with and to trust your gut and your, um, like that inner voice that tells you to advocate for yourself. Um, that is just something I'm very passionate about. We really have got to advocate for ourselves. There are disparities out here. It is difficult sometimes to get what you need, but it starts with you believing in yourself and you trusting in your gut and you understanding that it starts with you. And you've got to, there, it, you cannot give from an empty cup. There you go. Thank you. Live and give from your overflow. Dr. Randy, how about you? I just want everyone to know that the abundance is out there. It really, really is. Even in a state of perceived famine, you know, I would say this past year we were in this like famine mindset or environment, but even in the state, there's abundance out there. You just have to tap into it. You have to believe that you're entitled to it. Um, you are entitled to have abundance in money, love, um, in your, your, your chosen career. Um, you, you just got to believe that you can have it. And the universe really will work. I know this sounds cliche, but the universe will really conspire to give you the things that you truly, truly, truly desire in your life. And like I said, that's what money especially with money, it's there. There's, there's, there's no lack. There really isn't. There really isn't any lack. So if you believe that, then you, you know, things will stop flowing in. I truly, truly believe it. I, I, I use it. So I, I know it works. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much to both of you. You've just been amazing. I know they'll both be back. So here, a couple of reminders. Listen, be sure to put it on your calendars. Tune in for our special Father's Day 
panel where we're going to be celebrating World Sickle Health Day. We're also going to be celebrating Juneteenth. So come on back here. Also know that this show is also a podcast. You can listen to it anytime. And remember that sharing is caring. Share it with your network. You can go ahead and get yourself a copy of my book. So here's my journal just published, dedicated to my mom. This is the six-month anniversary of her transition. My book, Meditation in a Time of uh, Madness, teaching families how to have resilience and self-regulation together with a lot of the techniques that Dr. Lindaway talked about is featured in the book. You can follow me at YouTube. Please subscribe to my YouTube, well, almost YouTube channel at Carol Penn, not Dr. Carol Penn, but Carol Penn. Every place else, I'm, I'm Dr. Carol Penn. We're bringing this all into alignment and really be a part of this community. This is a growing community. This is a global community. Be sure to stay with us all this summer. And I'm going to sign off. So my beloved is uh, dropping this information in the chat. So let's see. I know we've got a couple of people saying goodbye to us. Yes. So Patricia's comments and good luck with your surgery tomorrow. Thank you so much, DM. So go ahead, screenshot that. You can get the book in the journal as a bundle. Yep. Self-care is not selfish. They got your takeaways. They got you and agree to advocate for yourself. Thank you, Ms. Essence. Yes, yes, yes. For your comments and your participation. Yes. Speaking abundance into existence. They got it. They got it. They got it. So what time? Oh, so the morning meditations. So this is one thing. If people are not sharing and caring, if people are not participating, things go away. So right now, the morning meditation show is on pause until the fall, until the fall. Again, I had to step into some self-care, some big time. So we have thank yous, thank yous. Thank yous. Yes, yes, yes. There we go. That's where you can uh, do the UTEPs. Take a screenshot of that. So again, lots of, lots of, lots of accolades. So again, I love you all. Join me backstage in the green room for a moment. Thank you all. See you next Sunday. And I'll see all of you next Friday that are also getting your meditations that come to you in the the Friday newsletter. So if you want to get a hold of that Friday newsletter, again, DM me if you're not already on our VIP list. So long. And this is Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with Dr. Carol Penn.